a certain amount of going along to get along is fine. It's when you start feeling like your life isn't your own that you get yourself in trouble. And that usually shows up, Steve, as a that's just kind of a vague dissatisfaction, you know, just something rippling around the edges. But over time, it can lead to a distancing from your spouse, which is basically a form of sort of subdued resentment. And, and that is never a good thing. Are you in a state of inertia in your marriage where you're just kind of going along with whatever the plan is without really thinking about it or even finding joy in it? Dr. Noelle Nelson has some great advice on how you can maximize these opportunities. Stay tuned. Have you signed up for our free weekly newsletter yet? Visit hitchmag.com and click the newsletter link to join. Go ahead. I'll wait. It'll take less than 30 seconds. It's the easiest way to stay up to date on the latest marriage news and information, including each week's new podcast. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the newsletter link to join today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the always fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. So Noelle is a relationship expert and popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She is also the author of nine best-selling books, including Your Man is Wonderful, also Dangerous Relationships. And we are going today, blah, blah, blah. Let me <laughs> rephrase that for you guys. We today are going to talk about uh, when you're going along to get along and that really just kind of throws your marriage out of whack. Uh, we know that it's uh, critical for a good to a good marriage for couples to do things together. Otherwise, why are you together in the first place? Um, however, it's one thing for couples to do things together that they both enjoy, and another thing for couples to do things together because they think that they have to. And what you say, Noelle, is that there is a balance between doing things together as a couple and leading the life that really works for you. So what is that about? Well, there are things that couples do together because they both really enjoy it, and sometimes for very different reasons, mm-hmm. but they both like it. You know, so, so for example, a husband may love camping because he likes to fish in the great outdoors. And his spouse may be eager to go camping because she likes nature. She just likes plain being in the great outdoors. So different reasons, but, you know, it's the enjoyment of the same activity. What I would like for us to discuss today is what I think of as going along to get along, which to a certain degree is great, but it can have not so good consequences, both for you as an individual and in the long run for the marriage itself. Okay. And so you say going along to get along, and I mentioned that at the top as well. What do you mean by that? Well, for example, going along with whatever sport or hobby your spouse wants to take up, even when you're not all that interested in it because you're afraid he or she would be put off if you didn't. Now, a certain amount of going along to get along is fine. It's when you start feeling like your life isn't your own that you get yourself in trouble. And that usually shows up, Steve, as a that's just kind of a vague dissatisfaction, you know, just something rippling around the edges. But over time, it can lead to a distancing from your spouse, 
which is basically a form of sort of subdued resentment. And, and that is never a good thing. Is it is it one of those things where you just kind of feel like, you know, we never do anything that I want to do? Is Is that what we're talking about? It is. But often it comes in a slightly more subtler thing at first, which okay. is just kind of a, you know, wish we could do something else. It usually starts there. Okay. Before it, before it goes ding, ding, ding. Like, well, why aren't we doing more of the stuff I want to do? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to catch these things at the earlier stages because they're a lot easier to okay. deal with when, when it isn't a full-blown, we never do what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. um, when, when in correcting this kind of a situation, and it is this like very subtle thing, you don't want to turn 180 degrees in the other direction though only doing what pleases you and never doing what your other spouse might like. I'm guessing that's not the answer Mm -hmm. then. Not at all. Not at all. Of course not. I mean, as we said in the beginning of the podcast, Steve, there is a balance to be here. So here's how it works. You look at your choices. You don't just go along to get along. Find something that pleases you, even if just moderately, in that activity or experience your spouse enjoys and that you're engaging in as well. In other words, start from where you already are, okay? Be deliberate about what you choose to do. Then, either find those reasons to enjoy it or get real and choose not to engage in that particular activity. Okay. So it's, I mean, so it almost sounds like rather than doing something completely opposite, you're just refraining from that activity, which is different than finding a new activity. And first, first, because this is the part that a lot of people don't don't stop and, and realize is possible, is first look to see if there's something in whatever they're doing that you would enjoy. Like with the camping example, it doesn't even have to be the thing they're doing. I mean, I will never want to fish. I can tell you right now, it's <laughs> not going to happen. But you can, you can entice me into nature anytime, anytime. I'll be, I'll be a happy girl. So it's that kind of thing. It's, it's looking at whatever it is, that activity. Like, you know, let's say that your, your spouse loves running marathons, half marathons, triathlons, and all that. And you look at that and you go, you are out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, this is something your spouse really loves and wants you to be engaged in at least some of the time. Right? Yeah. So you have options. For example, there are groups of volunteers who hand out water to the runners as they pass by. There are volunteers who just stand there and cheer. In other words, there are a number of of ways in which you can be supportive and engaged, which is really the key word here, without literally being there, I don't know, every Saturday morning pounding the the road alongside your beloved. Yeah. That's not... not, Or you could even just simply welcome them home with a protein breakfast. Yeah, that's actually that's I was going to say you can get really creative with things like this, because as you just mentioned, you could you could really work on if you if you like to cook or something, you could work on these like really high healthy protein meals. Um, If you are into photography or video, you could put together some sort of like training montage for them or, you know, document their running. Um, As you were talking, one of the things that I was thinking about as well is going to the beach. Some people like to go mm-hmm. to the beach and sit down in a chair and read a book or a magazine. Um, some mm-hmm. people just like to lay and veg out and tan. Some people like to go in the water and surf or whatever it may be. Uh, there are a hundred different options while yeah. maintaining that, you know, kind of going along with it a little bit 
if you if you exactly. find your little niche in there. So sometimes what it's about, it's uh, first of all, is look at the, the overall environment or the overall circumstances of that thing that your spouse enjoys so much that you're going, I don't think so. Look at the overall circumstances. Like you say with the beach, there's a heck of a lot more than just sand and sun. Mm-hmm. Or with the running, there's a heck of a lot more that can be done than the actual running. So if you if you take a step back and you look at the big picture and you see, well, now, what could I genuinely, big fat word, genuinely enjoy? in this that would, you know, be an opportunity for me to be engaged in some fashion with what my spouse is doing. The creativity is fun. When you mentioned the photography, I thought, well, that's genius. You could stick a GoPro somewhere on your spouse, but then be the one that edits the heck out of it and shows them, okay, see, this time you had this going for you and whatever. I I feel like this phrase is a little extreme in what we're talking about, but it's almost like making uh, lemonade out of lemons. It is. You're right. It's a little extreme, but it is that idea. It yeah. is that idea. Yes. It's really looking for opportunities as opposed to it's it's that flip of the mindset of oh, this is this new environment is going to create a, a new opportunity for me as opposed to I don't like that environment. <laughs> right. I don't like that right. activity. Uh, so I think that right. that's something people could keep in mind. Um, that is a great word. Absolutely. New opportunities for you. And let me, um, let me make one more point on this, yeah. if I may. You know, there are blogs and so forth that say, oh, you should always do what your spouse does because if you don't, some hottie will and then you'll be alone. And, you know, and it's like, oh, give it a rest already. Yeah. Your spouse loves you and wants what's best for you. So be brave. Speak up and uh, say, for example, well, I'm thrilled you enjoy hockey. And I love to hear all about it. But other than that, it's not really my thing. So, and if you've run out of creative ideas, et cetera, so I'll go visit with my friend Sam while you're at the game. And I'll meet up with you at that fun diner we like so much after. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny. It's another way of doing it. Yeah. I, you, do, you do hear that a lot, by the way, that if you're not you know, participating in a thing, somebody else will. <clears throat> I, I think part of it is that we forget um, we need alone time. We need our time. And yes, it, we do. It, it's, it's for self-reflection. It's for self-growth. It's not, we don't, not that we don't enjoy companionship or we want our spouse or friends and family or whatever involved in those things. But sometimes you just want to have that thing that's yours. Um, yes. And, you know, you, you brought up running. I don't do marathons, but I run uh, regularly. And uh, that's my thing. I love it. It's my it's my time to get out and uh, get my mind uh, opened up and, you know, just hit the pavement. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think that's a really great point. Mm-hmm. Um, there- and the thing to do is be honest about it. For example, to say to your to your spouse, you know, this is something that I really love doing on my own. It's my it's my think time. It's my just as you said, Steve. It, it's my cogitate stuff on my own time. And, you know, they'll generally say, oh, that's nice, honey. I'll go have a Manny petty <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it becomes you know? an opportunity. Once again, it becomes an opportunity and your differences there. Um, so was there anything else that you wanted to add to this uh, going along to get along topic? Well, I want to point out something that's going to seem terribly obvious, but we don't think about a whole lot, which is when you go to your grave, the only person who will really care about how you lived your life is you. So you got to figure out what matters to you, what brings you happiness in the long, 
run as well as in the short term and have the courage to create a personalized life. Yes, a life with your mate, but a personalized life. So, you know, you want to be in charge of that. You want to ask yourself, does this fit with who I am becoming, not just who I want to be right this second? And it's good to remain conscious of that. Uh, how, okay, so this might sound like a, a, a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How do you know if you are doing, like becoming that person you want to be? It's sort of the happiness factor. Okay. In other words, if you are growing yourself in a direction that makes sense for you and that brings you joy, you will find yourself being happy. Okay. And that's really what it's about. If you find yourself having to struggle, which is different than making effort. You take your example of running, Steve. That's effort. You got to get yourself up. You got to get yourself out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you got to do it. That's effort. But I'll, I could take money bets that it isn't a struggle for you. Yeah. That's actually a very, very great distinction. And it's actually one that we make all the time when it comes to marriage itself about how we constantly talk about, you know, marriage not being work. It just requires effort. It does. And effort is something that we will willingly put into things like whether it's cooking something new or, you know, or just taking a walk, whatever. We don't mind effort. So that's really the difference is you know that you're becoming who you want to be when you put in effort, but it doesn't feel like struggle. And do you think you can take work or a struggle and turn it into effort by by being able to change your mindset of, of looking course. at something as opportunity or adventure as opposed to chore and <laughs> whatever else, I don't know. Yes, absolutely you can. That's why the, the point you made about, you know, look at a new environment and think of it in terms of new opportunities for you is such a good point because you're absolutely right. You can turn what you previously thought of as, quotes, work or struggle into pleasant effort, meaning effort you are willing to do because you've, you've changed how you're looking at it. I mean, let's face it. When a woman has a baby, you have a choice. You can look at it as something that poops all day long as a pain in the butt to clean up. <laughs> or you can look at it, as most women do, as most mothers and and dads do, as, oh, wow, this new little life, and, and I love it, and it's precious, and it's, oh, gosh, it's dependent on me, and I want to make sure it's clean and happy. Do you see the difference? Yeah. Uh, you well, know, all of life is like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it's funny when you're and I I I feel like I've mentioned this before, but one of the things that I like to do and it wasn't again, this is something that I turned into an opportunity because it wasn't always this way for me is I will do the dishes as I listen mm-hmm. to an audiobook or a podcast or something like that. And mm-hmm. doing the dishes now offers me 20 30 minutes however long it takes of mm-hmm. of my own personal media consumption time as opposed to having to, you know, scrub dirty plates and pans and pots and things. Right. Clean up the mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the one hand. (laughs) Yeah. On the one hand, it's like, you know, this is a grunt labor. And on the other hand, for me, I've turned it into, oh, cool. I get a, I get to listen to that book I'm into. Right. Right. You're exactly right, Steve. That's, that's the point we're trying to make here, which is, as you said it, Make it into new opportunities. Look for new opportunities. Look for it to be fun and and make you happy because that is what matters. Well, 
I hope this has inspired everybody to kind of rethink those things that they're like, uh, I don't know. And, and bringing it back to the original point of going along to get along in your relationship. And when you, when you find those things that just don't quite feel right in your, in what you're doing, those activities you're participating in, trying to, trying to think about it a little bit differently and hone in on what it is specifically that isn't com- sitting comfortably with you. And uh, hopefully this, this, this helps. So, uh, thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. Uh, so that is going to do it for us this week, everybody. I want to thank all of you who have been um, rating us and and writing reviews. Uh, I love reading them. Uh, we've had some really, really great ones. So thank you so much for those who have, have written those. Um, I, I obviously encourage anybody else who's listening to it uh, to do the same. Uh, but until next time, that is going to do it for us this week. So I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is an author of many best-selling books. As I mentioned at the top, her newest relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful, as well as Dangerous Relationships. She has a new book out on the, uh, for Kindle readers, uh, and you can get the Kindle app on all your mobile devices. Uh, the book is called Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. You can find this information at Noelle's website, noellenelson.com. You can find her on Twitter, at Dr. Noelle Nelson. You can find her on Facebook and on Google+. Plus. Uh, you can get this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. And we have a uh, all the we're on all the social platforms as well: Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram. And I um, recently went to a, a trade show a couple weeks back. Uh, by the time this airs, uh, and I used Periscope, um, and so that is definitely something I look to explore further. Um, and not to get into it too much, but Periscope is a live video streaming. Um, network uh, associated with Twitter. Twitter um, purchased the Periscope company. And so um, if you follow me on Twitter, when I Periscope, which is again just a live video of something, uh, it will alert you if you set up the alarm. And you can watch me in real time and ask questions in real time. Uh, and it's it's pretty cool. I, I highly encourage you to check it out and um, I think you'll enjoy it if, if that's your thing. If already a Twitter person. It's it's pretty neat. Um, And so you can get that information on our website, hitchedmag.com. And until next time, that is going to do it. So one last time, thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody.